Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, where we go matchup by matchup to help you set your lineup for fantasy football. We're in week 11, people. Hop over to yeah, HerFantasyFootball.com. Get us at Twitter at HerFantasyFB. You can check us out on ESPNW as well. And also, you can come like us on Facebook, backslash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. We had a very exciting week. We're all exhausted. It is done. It's in the records book. Thank goodness. It was Woo! great. But uh, it's over. Yeah, so, goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. We were all made an appearance on Nando's uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Funhouse Friday morning. That was a good time. Did you guys notice that he forgot the red noses? I know, he forgot the red noses. He said that. It's so sad. I made him apologize. Mm, it's good. Yeah. Good. We gotta have we gotta have red noses in the fun house. It's clowny. It's true. But do you actually wear them? Because last time you wore a red nose on our show, no one could understand you. I didn't wear it for very long, but it's the point. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um, and then on Sunday we were on DirecTV's Fantasy Zone. Yes, we were. That was very yep. exciting. We got to do a little interview with uh, the the fantasy guru. He's amazing. Yeah, John yeah. Hansen. Yeah, what a guy. Hansen. What some, a guy. And some Kay Adams. Some Kay, Kay Adams. Adams. Yes, it's very nice of them to the have Honey us Jones. on Jones. We got kicked out of a conference room by Jenny McCarthy. That was a moment. <laughs> uh, that was my favorite part. My husband's oh like, my really? Gosh. Like, it was he amazing. He loved her from Singled Out. Yeah. We walk into the doors of SiriusXM and, oh, hi, Mary J. Blige. How are you today? Yes. It's nice Love to it. see you. Yeah, I'd like to be a fierce. fly on that wall. Yeah, she was. Although um, Jimmy Page was there, too, and he didn't seem to get the, the attention that Mary J. got. Well, yeah, well Younger I mean, crowd. It was a younger there crowd. at the moment when we were there, so who knows, but. My in-laws were impressed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it was a good time. It was a good time over at SiriusXM. That was fun. Saturday night, we went out with um, some of the folks from Fantasy Zone on Directv, and uh, Brandon got to sit next to Mark, to Mark Schlereth from the Denver Broncos and Washington Redskins, and his wife. They were amazing. Yes, very nice people. I was very nervous, though, which is not like me. I get very weird around celebrities. I'm an alpha female, so when I'm in a beta mode, I'm not very good. <laughs> yeah. I need to be top dog. When I'm bottom dog, I'm like... Or they, the or they were great, so go they definitely so go nice. uh, check yeah. out Mark Schler's Green Chili. It's stinking good. Yeah, um it it, it is amazing. My, our mother has it every morning with her eggs. It's great. Um, I yeah. sat by Dahani Jones, um, and uh, he pretty much does a little bit of everything nowadays. It's crazy. Yeah. Renaissance uh, man. Renaissance man. It's true. Um, and again, the fantasy guru was there. It's so Fabulous crazy. Guy. Yeah. And the doc from Fantasy Zone. I was going to say, he Mark was Addix was the man. He was the yeah. guy. Gosh, I mean, it was just, it was a really good weekend. We had a lot, a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully you got to check us out on different uh, sites, because that was a good time. 
Yeah, we're going to post the video to our site. We're just so excited. We just had a wonderful, wonderful time with everyone. Thank you, everybody, for giving us the opportunity. It was was great. But let's get back to some fantasy football. That's right. I'm ready to kick bottom. It's week 11. Teams on by. Get them out of your lineup. The Baltimore Ravens, the Dallas Cowboys, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. Out. Goodbye. Injury report. Injury report. Injury report. (laughs) Allen Robinson broke his foot, ladies and gentlemen. This is very sad news. This This is is so sad because, as you know, the ladies of her fantasy football have been avid supporters of Allen Robinson and his millions of targets that he's received this season. Yes, I said millions, and I will not back down. (laughs) He was the number one receiver in the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's been fantastic all season, and we wish him the best of luck, and hopefully he gets this entire time to heal. And frankly, I'm really excited to draft you next year, my friend. Get well soon. On a fantasy note, you need to run to your waiver wire and pick up Cecil Shorts and Alan Hearns in that order. I'm going to go with the veteran first. I think he'll really? get targets. But I think Alan Hearns is the big play guy. They're both great. They need to go immediately. And because they're on bye and you can't play them until next week, they're going to be sitting there. So you need to snatch them up because Blake Bortles throws the ball all the time, hence all his interceptions. But he also does make a lot of completions. If you're in a PPR league, I rubber stamp those moves. Do it right away. That's our kind of like bye week update. But as far as, listen, we're going into the playoffs and you need to have guys that are going to make big plays. And I think these are two people that you can get now – Look, look at your waiver wire. Look at all the garbage out there. Yeah. Listen, there's, there's terrible things out there. These are two shining hopes. I'm just putting it out there. You should pick them up. This is, this is definitely the time where you want to start, uh, you know, getting rid of the molded cheese in your, on your roster, you guys. I know a lot of us the have some. The molded cheese. The molded cheese. You got to get rid of it. So we have some people we just are holding on to because of the name, because of where we drafted them. Guys, it's week 11. It's time to just say goodbye. Got to break those ties. Got to cut them off. Which, Send by the way, away. you guys follow at Sporty Sharona. We are women who support women. And I was just on her show, and one of the questions was, how do you feel about you have to start your studs? And I said, oh, no, I think you do. But by week 11, there are new studs. Yes. Like, the the definition s- of stud has now changed. Yeah. It's not I'm week gonna one I'm going to start Beckham before Vincent yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Do not get me wrong. That's the way it is now. But that's not because one of them is not a stud. It's that Odell Beckham is now a stud. Right. So, right. Yeah. Exactly, Courtney. That's Courtney's right. always on. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Well, we're now seven minutes into the show. We're going to get you to some social media questions since we're rolling into uh, fantasy playoffs is coming up soon, you guys. It's coming up. Get excited. Get up. your rosters ready. So, one of our followers, Sav Rizzo, at Riz underscore 20, asks, need a backup tight end. Drop Ertz for Rivera or Rudolph rest of season. Also, can, uh, Calvin Benjamin or Jeremy Hill this week, standard league. Thanks and keep up the great work. Well, thank you, sir. So, so what's who was the question one more time? for Rivera or who? Or Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph comes back this week. Kyle Rudolph m- may come back this week. Yeah, he's, he's still listening as questionable. Um, I like Rudolph, but um, 
Rivera's been balling the last four weeks. Balling. Like, he and Gronk are at the top of the list. He, Gronk, and Julius Thomas for the last four weeks are right here. Yeah, but I, I'm benching Rivera this week, you guys. Uh, just so you know, Michael Rivera is on my bench this week. San Diego is tough against tight ends, and it is going to be foggy out there. So just, um, just so you know. Um, I love Rivera, I, but I don't think his schedule gets any easier, if I can remember yeah. correctly, which is the only thing. On, on the other side, um, I believe Rudolph might be the better play going forward. He has an easier schedule for sure. The Bears yeah. give up the most fantasy points to tight ends in the league. Absolutely. The Bears are terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they play the Chicago Bears in week 17, I believe, again. Yeah, so if that's your playoffs, that's the way to go. Yeah. I agree. What about this uh, Benjamin or Hill this week for flex? And let me just put this out there, too. You, dropping Ertz, you can't go wrong with that. Anyways, yeah, right? knee okay. Ertz, Sorry, It's Let's in just my write-up. I'm done. Yeah, well, he's, he's done. Okay. D-U-N, done. What was the D- next I'm part? sorry. Do you guys hear that beeping? I know it's my computer, and I can't get it to stop. I can't I hear it. I don't hear anything. No, no beeping okay. here. Well, we'll find out when We're this all show good. is over. Because <laughs> I'm what going What was the next crazy. part of the question? Kelvin uh, Benjamin or Jeremy Hill this week? As a flex? Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin Benjamin. Cal- he's the Benjamin. targets. I mean, he's dog poop, but I mean, like, he really is quite bad. But he, they, that he's the only receiver on the team, so he's going to keep getting the targets. He's going to keep making plays. It's just this is what it is. Yeah. I still think Giovanni Bernard is going to come back. I might be the only one. I know he's questionable. It's all over the map, but... Until Giovanni Bernard is back, I'm not quite sure I'm touching a bangle. I mean, I feel like you have to start A.J. Green because actually he's been very good other than that one week whenever he's played. But other than that, I don't know, man. Sanu? Sanu's been solid. And Sanu's, Sanu's been solid. Sanu's, Sanu. Sanu's, Sanu's been more yeah. solid than Green even. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, yeah. No, yeah. I agree, I agree. Yeah. Just, ugh. There's just nothing, there's nothing to like there. Yeah, I mean, um, Hill got benched. The thing is, is that Hill got benched for having this first fumble of the of his career on Thursday, and he got benched a whole quarter, um, and it wasn't even his. The whole game wasn't even his fault. So that doesn't that does not excite me. I've never understood that mentality, though. I don't either. I hate the benching with one with fumble. one fumble so and your ridiculous. first fumble ever. I get someone's fumbled like three times. Yeah, you bench him. Right. But one time, all that all that does is then put you in your head, you know? Like, right. if anything, send him right back out and give him the rock immediately again. Well, even when, you went, even when they did send him back out, they really didn't use him. So um, Cincinnati is kind of a hot mess. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that way. I'd go Benjamin all the way. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. So um, I, okay, would you drop John Brown or Devontae Adams for C.J. Anderson? I think it depends on how badly you need someone this week. What I don't love about C.J. Anderson is that Monty Ball is coming back, right? And yep. so already with Ronnie Hillman, we had this talk of Ronnie Hillman and Ball carrying, you know, sharing the ball, which quite honestly shouldn't even be a conversation with the way the lights out play that Hillman was playing. But you guys, C.J. Anderson with exactly. one, one good, he had a good game. 
But Monty Ball was the starter before he got hurt, so I think you're looking at a really serious, uh, you know, workload share. It was John Brown or who? Devontae Devontae Adams. Adams For C.J. Anderson. Um, I'm not totally familiar with Devontae Adams' numbers, but I will say that John Brown is a boomer bust player, and he has now pretty much been – he's now the number two wide receiver in Arizona for the most part. He's playing with the backup quarterback, Stanton, who I do enjoy anyways. I do enjoy him as well. Um, I, I would say keep John Brown. I guess it depends on what you need. Do you need a running back or you need a wide receiver? If this is a flex option, well, you got to look at what has more upside. And, gosh, you know, you can never go wrong when Aaron Rodgers is throwing you the ball, you know. Devontae Adams scores usually at home. He didn't score last week, but that's because we're doing two tight end sets. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But basically, um, I think that they're going to change that this time. They did the two tight end sets against uh, Chicago because they just wanted to decimate them. Right. they did. Um, This week against Philadelphia, they're going to need to get a little more creative, and I think Devontae Adams is going to be the beneficiary of that. So if that's this week, go for it. My problem with C.J. Anderson is Monty Ball, Ronnie Hillman. So, right. Crowded backfield. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I am not able to access the other things, so let's just, you know. Let's just go let's on. Let's just move to, along. Let's move let's along. Just, Again, let's, let's teams on along. by. Teams on by. The Baltimore Ravens, Dallas Cowboys, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. Get them out of your lineup. Let's move on to Thursday night game. Bam. Buffalo Bills at Miami Dolphins, both five and four. Lovely. Buffalo Bills. I have the other question for later, but we're going to do it. Actually, no, we're going to do it. We're going to do it right now because it's a Bills question. Oh, right. If you don't mind. So I think I can have that instead of my big old write-up here. In a PPR league, out of two flex spots, who would you ladies choose in week 11? Fred Jackson, Charles Sims, or Jonathan Stewart? And bonus question, would you play Travis Kelsey or Kyle Rudolph. Jackson and Kelsey. Uh, the two, he needs two out of Jackson, Sims, and Stewart. Travis and Kelsey are separate. You know, I, I'm high on Stewart this week, you guys. I got Stewart in a must start. Oh, wow. wow. I know. Oh, nice. I know. why and, I knew you'd be perfect. I, I think Fred Jackson's for sure. Fred Jackson. I was, was going to say Jackson Stewart. I'm not touching Sims. Yeah, Stewart, you know, Stewart's gone up against Atlanta. They're the worst. They're the worst, you know. And D'Angelo's still veined up, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I, I have to say this, so just prepare yourself. Last time I said start Stewart, and it's only been one time this year, he got injured. So didn't finish well, the game. But Way to uh, take responsibility for your actions. I am, I am. But he, he's, <laughs> this, I mean, all the mojos out there that he should have a good game this year, uh, this week. So I'm going, I'm going Stewart on that one with along with Jackson, and then the other one was Kelsey or Rudolph. Rudolph again going against most must uh, give up the most points, but he's coming back from an injury, and you just don't know how they're going to work him in. His points before his injury weren't great either, so um, it's like. The best week to play him and the worst week to play him. So that's hard. Kelsey's a sure bet for five points. So whatever. Hey, it's, yeah. it's what you need. What's your upside, you know? What's your feeling? I like it. I like it. Great. 
So when we're talking about the Buffalo Bills, the problem is they're playing Miami and they're playing on a Thursday and no one likes either of those things. Literally, <laughs> yeah. those are the two yeah. worst things I could tell you about anything. What I can tell you is that they're a little bit easier against the run than the pass, but just slightly. So if Fred Jackson is totally healthy, and not like last week where they kind of were like lightly playing him, which, you know, we knew was a possibility, then he is the person I want to play. If you have Anthony Dixon or Bryce Brown, I am sure that someone else is available in the waiver wire that you should be picking up instead. So can we stop this? Can we stop this? Um, so that's how I feel about that. He is currently, Jackson listed as questionable. He practiced limited both Tuesday and Wednesday. Another update is on Sammy Watkins, the love of all of our lives. He's currently probable with a groin injury as well. But he is practicing in full, so I think everything is good to go with him. So I can take him out of timeout now because he was a bad boy last week. He was a bad boy last week. Bad boy. And well, groins are no joke. It's, it affects stability and speed. Yes. I so know. I mean, That's why I'm still worried about him. I'm a little worried, too. I'm more worried because the Dolphins give up the six fewest points to wide receivers. Yeah. And it's not like Kyle Orton's Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, not that he's terrible, but somehow he had 12 points in the second quarter, Kyle Orton, and then 14 points at the end of the game. Amazing. I want you to think about that. I was like, oh, he's doing really well. And then I checked, and I was like, never mind. So, um, listen, I hate Thursday games. I ignore them in my daily lineups, and I encourage you to do the same. They are extremely unpredictable. I do not like them. Um, But those are my thoughts on that. I would also say that Robert Woods, although I do not suggest you starting him in any format this week, they have a very easy schedule moving forward. They're against the Jets. Then Cleveland, which is tough, but second uh, wide receivers score a lot of points against Cleveland. The first one is screwed. Hayden shuts you down. But the second one scores a lot of points. And then at Denver, then Green Bay, then Oakland, and then at New England. They actually have a pretty decent schedule for wide receivers moving forward, so he might be a sneaky pickup. Bench warmers, Kyle Orton, I just told you. Scott Chandler, Dolphins give up the 10th fewest points to tight ends, and I don't want you playing him anyway. Done. Bam. Welcome. There we go. Time for the Dolphins. Yes, please. Yes. So Mike Wallace, guys, <laughs> finally scored a touchdown. Uh-huh. Phew. My goodness. Thank he you. has scored a touchdown, you know, um, in a while. So that was a little bit nerve-wracking. And he had five catches on eight targets for 51 yards. So, you know, this is six total touchdowns for the season. So be feeling good about that, you know. And the good news is that he played really well against the Bills already this year in week two. So I'd expect a similar performance with that, in which he had 56 yards and a touchdown. So you're looking, again, double-digit points. Mm-hmm. Miami defense, I also have as my must-start. Uh, they didn't quite produce the numbers we were hoping for last week, but they were against Megatron. So let's kind of just say that it's kind of one of those outlier, one of those weird games. Yeah, but they still got you six points, so you can't be too mad about that. You know, And the Bills give up the 11th most points, and Kyle Orton has been sacked a lot. So... I think the Dolphins will be able to sack him quite a bit, which is just points, points, points for you. So I like the Dolphins a lot this week. My gut calls is Jarvis Landry. He's kind of moved himself into that wide receiver two slot for the actual Dolphins, but he's not quite a wide receiver two for you in your fantasy lineup. He's, he's kind of in that wide receiver three position. But keep your eye out for him because as the weeks go, you know you could possibly pick him up in a lot of leagues too. He might be someone that's sneaky a few weeks from now. Not right now. We're getting a lot of questions about him. A lot of questions because he, he looked okay. You know, he looked okay, but yeah. um, 
he's not quite, in my opinion, he's not quite a play yet. So, okay. Lamar Miller, as expected, he was limited due to his AC joint injury in his shoulder. Um, but he is expected to play week 11. But I think his role is going to be limited again, in which case he's going to be sharing touches with Daniel Thomas and Damian Williams. So I'm going to say keep your expectations low on Miller and definitely check into your injury reports before the game starts. Because for I mean, right now he's limited in practice, but for all you know, he'll be you know, you know, practicing in full in a couple of days. So definitely check your lineups. Because I mean, if he is healthy, then I don't expect Damian Williams or Daniel Thomas to really get many touches at all. But again, very very much so. Watch for that. My bench, Charles Clay, he's been targeted quite a bit the last week. You know, had seven receptions. But he was only able to get 45 yards off the seven receptions, a total of four points. And he only scored three points in week two when they played the Bills. So he's just not consistent. And I think you're going to kind of expect the same kind of production this time around as when they played the Bills last time. So he's on But he's bench. a tight end. So that was amazing, right? You meant to <laughs> say those were amazing numbers. Yeah. For tight end? No. <laughs> I mean, they're. Not, I mean, Kelsey numbers. Yes, no. Kelsey scores more than three points. Not recently. Well, he got shut down last week. Last week was ugly. They scored one point last week, but no. I mean, Charles Clay is just. And my other issue too is that with Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey is the main target in the air. Yeah, yeah. For yeah, the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, okay. Whereas no, Charles not. Clay is it's not Jamal even remotely. Charles. A leading receiver. Well, yeah, I mean, Jamal Kelsey Charles is, is the offense. Greg Olson without the production, right? Right. Right. I mean, yeah, that's good. Okay. Someone yeah. called him like the poor man's Heath Miller. That <laughs> yeah, made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, oh, that's really harsh. bad. Yeah, ouchie. I would say the poor oh. man's Greg Olson more than the poor man's Heath Miller. I love him. I just don't think they're using him appropriately. Charles I'd... Clay or Heath Miller or Travis Kelsey? Kelsey. All. We'll get, to, we'll get to them later. Either we'll way, we're saying you shouldn't D, be always above. above. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get moving on. Minnesota Vikings four and five at the awful Chicago Bears three and six. Hey now, news report: there is a chance of snow. Prepare yourselves. This is the first week, you guys, that we really need to be thinking about weather. So, I love it. It's football yeah, it's season. It's really football now. So, um, but hey, this is an exciting week for the Vikings. I'm actually really excited to talk about them for the first time this year. Play them if you got them. Yes. I have somebody. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I'm intrigued. Who? I know. I've got four people. Play yeah. if you got them? I know. Because wow. we're playing against the Chicago Bears, you guys, and they're really bad. So <laughs> Their team is terrible. <laughs> they're so bad. You know who I'm starting this week? Greg Jennings. And you know what? I'm even going to reach even a little bit farther. Ooh. I'm playing Cordero Patterson. Oh. Hey. That's a blast you from the past. Him. You kept him in your roster. You need a wide receiver off the waivers. This yeah. is it, you guys. This is it. This is your moment. I mean, I will most likely never tell you again to start either one of these guys. <laughs> Don't they pay Chicago again later this year? They do. The week 17. Yeah. So, so week 17, okay, one more time. Again. I'll oh, tell yeah, you one yeah. more time. One more time. <laughs> one, more, one more time. Oh, my God. Uh, but this is it. You know, even though Patterson has been dog poop this year, you guys, dog poop. Um, and there yeah. is no shame. But there's no shame in starting this week. And Jennings has been consistent. Seven fantasy points. That's what he's going to get you. I'm going to say 60 yards and a touchdown for Mr. Jennings. Ooh. Go Vikings. Play him. Blair That's Walsh. Double dishes. Blair Walsh, the kicker. He's, you know. All right. 
He's the that. most consistent, really, person on the Vikings. We Minnesota Vikings him. defense, you guys. The Bears give up the seventh most fantasy points to defenses, and they are only <laughs> getting worse. Winning. And the Vikings had had double digits in, the, in two of their th- last three outings and fall into the top ten defenses for fantasy points. So there you go. I like and it. Uh, Yeah, so let's do it, you guys. Take down Mr. Cutler. Gut calls. I've got Teddy Bridgewater in gut calls. The Bears are so bad that even Bridgewater is viable this week, you guys. It's true. If you're in a two-quarterback league, he is a must-start. If not, well, you know, you need somebody to fill in Palmer. Courtney is hating on the Bears. I I think it's pretty obvious everybody could be hating on the Bears. Uh, Seriously, Chicago gives up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I could give you Bridgewater's stats previous. It doesn't matter how bad he's been. It's the Bears. Kyle Rudolph got calls, and he is literally a gut call. He's been out for seven weeks with a sports hernia. That is some serious stuff. He should be back this week. They say he's in. The Bears give up the most fantasy points at tight end, so if you want to roll the dice, totally understand. But I would keep an eye on that injury report up to the moment they play on Sunday morning. Um, Jarek McC- I believe. I believe. Well, you know what? I, I believe because the Bears are that bad. The Bears, the Bears are that bad. Nothing to do with Rudolph. I'd like to see one more week of chemistry between a rookie quarterback and. Rudolph. I know, I know, but you guys, it's it's the Bears. So it's the really, Bears, though, like you cannot you Bears. cannot go wrong. Uh, McKinnon <laughs> and Asiata. I have them both in gut calls. Um, and they really are just gut calls. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not in love with either one of them. They split carries. Okay, fine. They, either one could be productive. Neither one could be. And uh, it's the Vikings, and nobody's on the bench. Let's oh do goodness. it. Go Vikings. I'm not not on the Bears or Bad Train, Brandon. They are. <laughs> I'm just not sure I can be on the, Vikings the are good entire train. Vikings team. <laughs> train. You guys, the Vikings have a better record. And you know what? The Vikings are actually in... Uh, contention for the playoffs still. They are not ruled out. I actually I know. But that's real I, football. That's but not I fantasy. Wanna say, that's amazing yeah. considering they lost Adrian Peterson. Amazing. I mean, I want to give George Zimmer all the and, credit here on this show. And their le- and their starting quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Abso- I didn't even think about that. Absolutely yes. true. I think that the Vikings and the Browns and the Bills are the feel good stories of the year, and that's called teamwork, people. That's what teamwork, teamwork. looks like. That's right. However, Courtney, quick question for you. Yes. What's up with AP? People are Oof. wondering. People are wondering. You know, I don't know what's up with AP, and I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen yet. Um, you know, if you want to pick him off the waiver wires, that's up to you. Um, uh, you, he might be sitting there for the rest of the season. So I, I would stay, you know, I, I don't know what to say, really, to be honest about him. I don't know if the Vikings want him back, you know, for PR a, reasons. Yeah. A know? lot of attention around him for really absolutely no concrete stories saying he was coming back anytime soon. Well, it's, it's simply the fact that he pleaded guilty. And when you plead guilty, it's supposed to move everything faster in the NFL. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be game on for him. And, you know, the union wants it to be let's go. So we'll see. I mean, that's a, that's a personal judgment call on whether you want to pick him up or not and play him. I'm um, not play him, obviously. Don't play AP. He's not playing this week. <laughs> play. Um, not playing this week. You're right. No. Right, right. Um, but, Let's clarify. Yeah. Do you take yeah. AP out of your roster. If you're playing me. 
Don't play AP and don't play Jay Cutler, okay, guys? This is where we're at on this matchup. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'll report on that when I hear more. But for right now, you want to pick him up, okay. If you don't, okay. Yeah, I'm also wondering if his also telling the, the cops, yeah, I smoke pot, if that's going to have anything to do with the NFL. Because although he didn't get caught smoking pot, it is against league policy. So I'm wondering if they're – because they've been dragging their feet. Because they could have already had him in there. And they're like, Mm-mm. I think they're going to drag their feet for a bit more, too, on this. Because here's the thing is this is the first opportunity they have to reinstate somebody after kind of breaking this – This made-up list. This policy, right? So, I mean, they want to make sure they handle this exactly. I don't use the word right, but, you know. Right. Where where they feel comfortable with that moving forward because it sets a precedence, right? So, I think they're not going to be super quick to this. Point is, if you did it, you did it, you picked him up, hold on to him. He's not playing this week, as Courtney said, and that's the way it is. But you know who is playing? Chicago Bears. Barely. Well, and well. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a little mini rant moment. Jay Cutler is a coach killer, and I will not hear anything else. He is the constant for the last like ten years. I am so done having conversations about firing coaches around this guy. I refuse. I refuse to talk about it. I'm sorry. Yes, am I a Mark Trustman apologist? Yes, I am. Yes. Did you just say he's a coach killer? He's a coach killer. Every coach he's had has been fired. Think about it. I want you to go back (laughs) to the beginning of your mind and think of who's all been fired because of Jay Cutler. It's going to blow your mind. Nice, good people. Lovey Smith, we love you. Sorry about the Buccaneers. But the whole point is that there are nice people that continue to get fired, and I refuse to talk about it. You guys, he's had 15 turnovers. And then I heard uh, Jaworski on uh, ESPN on Mike and Mike talking about this morning that he also has the most dropped interceptions in the league. That's like a stat that like Jaworski and his like film people do. That's right. He should have had more interceptions than he's actually had this year. And his balls are so bad that they can't even intercept him. It's amazing. He takes, well, like, he takes, like, zero responsibility, too, which I also find really interesting. Zero responsibility, zero leadership. He is just, he's that kind of guy. Listen, I, I feel like I would like to take a moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something positive, and then I'll, you know. I feel like I might actually not dislike Jay Cutler in real life. If I was, like, hanging out with him and we went out to lunch, I don't think, like, he's a bad person. Mm. I'm just saying when he's leading your football team... And you have fantasy players on it, you're a little distressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, we're not all cut out to be quarterbacks of a major NFL team. What's interesting to me is you look at someone like Peyton Manning. And no, I'm not just saying Peyton Manning because he's a Bronco. I'm not. Well, he's also a little crazy, which I love about him. But he sits there and takes responsibility for absolutely everything. Even times when when it is clearly not his fault, he says it's his fault. And why? Because you were supposed to be the leader of the team when you were the quarterback. You take responsibility in those press conferences, and Jay Cutler never does that. He no. never does that. This is my rant of the week. This is my biggie. I cannot handle it. I, I am... But this is where it relates to fantasy football, because we need to bring it back. 
because Courtney is going to tell me that I am talking too much, and she's right. But I'm a Mark <laughs> Tressman apologist, and I needed to put it out there. Here's the deal. You're still starting Jay Cutler. Oh! Boom. What? No, Boom. you are not. No, you're not. Don't yes. do it, people. Don't listen to her. She's crazy. She's lost it. Minnesota does give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. So they actually have a pretty decent defense, which kind of surprised me. And then I was like, oh, that's why they're still in contention. And you're but still you starting Jacob. Prior to the last two weeks, he was balling. Matt Forte is still a must start. Stop yourself. He's only had one week outside of the top 15 in running backs. There's no other running back that can say that. Don't get, don't get cute. Okay? Do not get cute. Unless you're telling me that you're going to start Denard Robinson over him, which, by the way, he's on a bye, so you can't tell me that. There's nothing else to talk about. He's a starting running back. Stop it. And people are freaking out. People are freaking out. And if they're freaking out, you pick up Matt Forte. If someone wants to trade you Matt Forte and you have to give them what, you pick him up. It's ridiculous. Also, week 17, he's against Minnesota. Go for it. So Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall still must-starts because you know what? Jeffrey was targeted 12 times last week, caught six of them. They weren't all great targets for 63 yards. Marshall twisted his left ankle. Still, he caught eight of 10 targets for 112 yards and a touchdown. Why are you people complaining in fantasy football? Martellus Bennett was hurt, which is why he only had 45 yards. Still a must-start because he's a tight end. No one's in the gut calls. Bench warmers, that defense is terrible. I agree with Courtney and her entire analysis prior to this. Bam. Other than I'm starting other people. <laughs> Houston Texans, four and five. The Cleveland Browns, six and three. I'm just chuckling because literally as I was making my notes for this show, I was like, I should name this show Possibilities to Phil J. Cutler's Spot. I mentioned like in three different <laughs> things, people to start over J- if you're a Jay Cutler owner. I know. Anyway, it's hard to start, but it's very, to very hard to start. We'll go with the Texans out because it should be fairly short. Um, Arian Foster. He's a given if he plays. He sustained a groin injury, as we talked about earlier. I'm a little concerned because the groin, it's a pretty major injury. So, I mean, depending on the severity of that injury, Coach O'Brien has said that Foster's day-to-day, which, again, is also a bit concerning because they did have the bye week last week. So you would think that that would give him a little, you know, extra push in the healing but it doesn't seem like it has so make sure you check your injury report sunday morning to see if he will play if he doesn't play next man up is alfred blue he would be the guy so if you aren't a real pinch i'm okay with playing him because even if foster does play he might be limited in which case blue could get some touches so i'm talking if you're in a very deep league and you need a flex blue's not a horrible idea is all i'm saying and he could have a good game again if Foster actually is out. Now, Andre Johnson and um, DeAndre Hopkins. I've had my gut calls, even though Hopkins has been actually going off in pretty much every single game. For some reason, people still don't believe in DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm not quite sure why that is. But my issue is that they got a quarterback switch. We didn't talk about it last week because they were on bye. But Ugh. Fitzpatrick out. Mallet is in. And I'm a little concerned. I'm, I think they dropped Fitzpatrick a little early, but I think we all knew this was coming because there was no reason why they made that crazy trade to get Mallet if they weren't intending on playing him at some point in time. So we knew this was coming. Now it is here. They did have the bye week to see if they developed some chemistry, but quite honestly, for me, I would feel a little better playing on someone that's a safer choice who you've seen how they interact on the field together. Just my call. Bench is everybody else. Nice, Ashley. Thank you. Get us back on track. Cleveland Browns. 
All right, here's the deal. Like Cincinnati from last week, you can run on the Texans. They gave up the 10th most fantasy points to running backs. And last week, Tate, West, and Crowell all scored touchdowns. So there's a possibility that that happens again. I know that sounds crazy, but that's how they're rolling these days. Brian Hoyer, after that huge, like, but kicking against the Bengals only had eight fantasy points, the quarterback, because all they did was run. I think there's a big chance of that happening again. If you want to know who's going to have the most points, technically that would be West. However, Ben Tate openly said on Tuesday that he's not happy with this new sharing thing. That's going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to get the ball a lot more because he was the bell cow at the beginning of the season, or they're going to shut him out. So that's how that's going to go. Um... Also, start their defense. They're going up against Ryan Mallett's first away game start. Hello. I have nothing else to say about their history, even though they scored like 22 points last week against Especially if Foster doesn't play. Start that day. Absolutely. This is going to be a bloodbath for their defense. Bloodbath. As far as gut calls are concerned, you know, uh, the Texans give up the second most points to wide receivers. If Andrew Hawkins is healthy, he was a late game time scratch last week due to injuries. So check the injury report. But if he's playing, I would play him. Also to assuage all of your concerns, I believe when Josh Gordon comes back, it's actually going to be a positive thing for him. I know that sounds crazy, but he's the only wide receiver to to defend and Jordan Cameron's out with a concussion still. I think that it's actually going to be a positive thing for him, and I think Josh Gordon's going to have to, you know, get some dust off from all these weeks off. So I feel like this is actually going to be a great tandem. I think he's a very interesting pickup. His rest of season schedule is great. Atlanta, Indy, Cincinnati, Carolina in week 16, which is usually your championship. You want to have a receiver going against Carolina week 16. Um, Which also, a reminder, check for Josh Gordon just in case coming back next week so congratulations bench warmers Jordan Cameron as I said is out and then Brian Hoyer as I said eight points I love him in real football and fantasy no go no go the Atlanta Falcons three and six at Carolina Panthers three six and one game of the week mm. <laughs> right terrifying <laughs> Woo. do you know one of the people in that division is going to have to be in the playoffs somebody's got to it's going to be like Seattle that year when they had a losing record and they were, had, got a home game and one. It's awesome. Crazy. I think that'll be the Saints this year. You never know what's going to the playoffs. You never know. You never know Steven Jackson either. And right now he's hot. Must so, start. So ride that train right now. Ride it. He said, uh, what was that, sizzle? It was sizzling. Nice. It's like Richard Simmons. <laughs> I thought you were frozening me and I was going to get no, all like. She was sizzling it. She was no. little Steven sizzle. That was me frozen um, for people who can't see me. Yeah. But he's had two back-to-back weeks, guys, like with solid double-digit points. And we really needed him to step up his game last week because we had a lot of running backs out on bye, and he did. He was the seventh-highest-scoring running back last week. And this week looks to be pretty promising as the Panthers give up the fifth-most points to running backs. So all points, uh, all signs point to yes on Steven Jackson. My my gut call, Ryan, Matt, sorry, Matt Ryan. (sighs) Here's my thing with him. He's continued to be in the mid-teens performances. Like, literally, this guy gets 14 uh. points every single week. So he's not a top-performing quarterback, but if you're in a 14-team league, then, yeah, you're starting Matt Ryan. It just kind of is what it is. I and mean, the good news is that they're playing the Panthers, 
who, again, give up the six most points to opposing quarterbacks. So you should be in, guys, for another 14-point week. Get excited. <laughs> Get excited. Uh, my other guy calls are going to be Roddy White and Julio Jones. We'll start with Roddy. You know, White has been up and down this season. But what is really actually interesting is his up games are on the road for the most part. So of his four double-digit point games, only one of those came at home. The rest have all been at away games. And lucky for you, this game is in Carolina. So, and the Panthers secondary, again, is not strong because for whatever reason, the Panthers defense is not legit this year. So your odds are in favor for Roddy playing well this week. So give it a thought. Julio Jones has been a bit of a disappointment if you're a Julio Jones owner. But the big issue is that his yardage isn't all that bad. He's just not finding the end zone. He's only scored three touchdowns all season long, which is a little bit surprising. You know, so you just got to really hope that Matt Ryan can find him in the end zone. Otherwise, because he's really been kind of scoring in the five-point realm, which is not good. So that's one I want you to think a little bit more. I like Roddy a bit more this week than Julio. And then it's my bench. Everyone else on the bench. On the bench, Carolina Panthers, chance of rain, people, watch the news. Calvin Benjamin, well, Mm. you know, I guess we really don't care how or when we get our fantasy points, people, now do we? But Benjamin was really bad, really bad last Monday night. Which, by the way, thank you, Peter Kimball, for coming to the Fantasy Zone. And we told you to start Calvin Benjamin. Peter and Megan. Megan, your wife, is maybe one of the most lovely Almost going to pop pregnant people I've met in a long time. She's not. Okay, my sisters have never had a baby. She's not almost going to pop. She still has a month and a half left. For those of us who've had children, she's yet to even reach the spot that she is. Can't she waddles? She's still in like the cutest little pregnancy mode. She's the cutest person. She is the cutest. But But besides, yes. But thank you both for coming and supporting us. And Peter played Kelvin, and he thanked us. Yeah. Yes. For the garbage um, points. Yeah, for the garbage yeah. points because they did not come into the fourth quarter. Although, yeah, yeah, as I said, he was really bad. Couldn't run routes, couldn't catch a ball, but he ended the game with 19 points. So on that side, nobody else is a receiver on the Carolina Panthers, so you're going to start him. Jonathan Stewart, I know it's crazy, but we're starting this week, you guys. The Falcons give up the most fantasy points to running backs, and Stewart is coming oh. off a nice game with nearly 12 fantasy points. If you have a running back on by, this is the guy. I'm telling you, got to play him. You don't have to play him, all right? Only if you, like, need a spot filler do you play him, but he's the one. Greg Olson. Olson had a nice bounce-back week last week with 119 fantasy points. He's a must-start, even though Atlanta's strength on defense is guarding the tight ends. We're still going to start Olson. And Cam Newton falls in my gut calls. The rumors are that Newton is dealing with an injured ankle and not the one that he had off-season surgery on, but the <sighs> other one. Let's Sad. hope there's something wrong with him because his performance has been poor, to say the least. Rather, no rather bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, it's not. I feel bad for him. I mean, he should, he should be able to make something happen this week at home playing against Atlanta, but I'm not putting money on it. D'Angelo Williams, I have him in gut calls simply because Atlanta's so bad. But Williams is struggling with an ankle injury as well, so not my favorite. But only you know how desperate you are. And the bench warmers, the Carolina Panthers, man, they're bad this year. They have had negative points three times. <laughs> that's not good. That's Unbelievable. Not Greg Hardy. It's really yeah. bad. They are missing yeah. him badly. Yeah. 
Uh, so is jail. Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> one and eight, and Washington Redskins three and six. <laughs> uh, I just want to acknowledge that, Courtney. That was a good one. This one might actually be the game of the week yeah. right here, guys. Tampa Bay one and eight. Washington Redskins Oof. three and six. Man, this is the right game mm, of the, the week. week. Mm. Although I will say I'm actually really excited for this game. Oh, great. Sure, why not? Make it quick. It could, <laughs> this could be a really interesting game because I, I tell you what, guys. Mike Evans on fire. We told you Love not him. to worry about Mike Evans. We said, you know, the whole return of, you know, Josh McCown. We were right. You know, he had his most yardage and second most fantasy points of the season last week. So this kid is legit, and you should ride with him for the rest of the season. Feel good about him. Vincent Jackson didn't have a terrible week. He's averaging 7.5 points right now. And Sorry, within the last two weeks, he's averaging 7.5 points. And the Redskins have the 14th fewest points to wideouts. So we're kind of hoping for a little, you know, chemistry action between him and McCown and Evans. So, but it's possible, you know. Banking on it. Yeah, we're, we're banking on that. And then Josh McCown. <laughs> Here's my first, Brandon. Here's the first of us. So McCown had his first week back from injury and threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns. Now, it needs to be mentioned that he did throw two interceptions. But even yeah. with that, he was still the fifth highest scoring quarterback last week. No, he was. It was crazy. So, hey, Jake <laughs> Cutler owners. You may want to check and see if McCown is available in your leagues. Just saying. This is the first of three. First of three options I will present. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jay well, Cutler utters. Right. My bench. <laughs> I'm doubling down on Jay Cutler, even though you know I dis- I dislike yeah. him. It yeah, hurts I know. me, I you know. guys. I I know. It hurts me. I don't over, over him, actually, over in under, my legs. Over under 21 fantasy points, Brandon. Under, but I think like 1980. Okay. Mm, intriguing. Now, McCown, only, McCown had 19 <laughs> points last intriguing. week. Intriguing. So... Yeah, well, I think that I'd like to see that twice in a row. Thanks. No, I don't disagree. But we've seen Jay be bad twice in a row. So, just saying. On my bench, guys, all the Tampa Bay running backs, all of them. We got Doug Martin out. Bob Rainey's technically the man. We got Charles Sims, the rookie, who's going to come in, steal touches. Rainey only got five points last week. It's a nightmare. Rainey's the new Sankey. You heard it here first. It, it's like black <laughs> is the new black. Did you say black is the new black? Yeah, you know, you hear that like as a fashion joke. I've not no. heard that, no. I don't hang around with fashion people. <laughs> anyway. But all I know is, all I know is it's bad. It's bad news and you stay away from it. Bad. bad. I'm killing Courtney over there. I know. Uh, on to the Redskins. <laughs> Let's move from black is the new black, black to the Redskins. I know. I like, all right. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez. Deshaun Jackson, guys. Deshaun Jackson is one of the top receivers in the game this season. And you have to start yes, him. He is. Yes, he's, he's always had... one of the top ones. I know, I, I love know, but... Deshaun. He's my favorite. He's Deshaun. had some really Not bad Deshaun. games, Deshaun. though. Deshaun. Three, to be precise. Like, yes. legitimately bad games yeah. this year. But the rest have been okay. fantastic. And he's had over 100 yards in five different games and is the 11th highest scoring receiver for the season. So... I must say this is actually pretty impressive for the fact that he's on his third quarterback of the year. He's been pretty yes, consistent I completely agree with you. for having three different quarterbacks. So whether you like him or not, he's a must-start. Alfred Morris is also a must-start right now for you. Um, 
You've been a little bit nervous. I get that. He had four awesome games, four awesome weeks and two kind of ho-hum weeks, three downright bad weeks. But the good news is the last two weeks have been really good. He's been blowing it up. He's looking solid. And let's just hope they kind of get back on track with RG3 coming in. And, it, you know, people might not realize it, but if you've got a bad quarterback, it also can affect your running back situation. So let's hope things are getting back on track here. My guy calls Robert Griffin the third. I'm going to throw out a lot of possible options for Jay Cutler, and here's another one, guys. RG3, two-in-one matchup here. You know, he did have a spectacular game, He had, you know, but he did throw for 251 yards and a touchdown, only one interception, which was better than I was expecting, to be honest with you. you know, and they were out on bye week last week, so hopefully this means he's a week healthier, another week working with his team to get some more chemistry. I think he's a good option this week because Tampa Bay's defense is not good. And then my bench, Pierre Garçon. It has to be said, it is time to drop Pierre Garçon. He's definitely on your bench at this point. I mean, the plain fact of the matter is he does not get targeted enough. He's only had three touchdowns on the year. This is part getting, of the stud conversation. I know. It's really sad. He's I mean, not he, a stud. He's not a stud anymore. Sorry. He's getting. I mean, it's bad, no touchdowns, no, not enough targets, pathetic yardage. I mean, you have to face it. Deshaun Jackson came into the Redskins and usurped Pierre Garçon in the leading receiver role. It's just... It is what it is, people. It's sad but true. Statement. My sad. Uh, sad. It is Done sad because I match. think he's got a good talent. but He is talented. Yeah, oh, but. man. I hate to go down negative to negative town because I have to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals la- next. <laughs> the Bengals 5-3-1 and one at the New Orleans Saints 4-5. and five. Man, last week was really brutal. Really, really bad. So let's just start off with the bench. Let's get over with it, right? Andy Dalton, you are awful. 86 yards, zero touchdowns, and three interceptions. He now has more interceptions than touchdowns on the year. Not good, people. That is such a sad, sad stat. It is a sad stat. All right. But good thing for you, last week was a freak thing. Dalton throws his interceptions. That's why he's awful. But... You're still going to start Sanu and Green, you guys. The New Orleans yes, Saints are. secondary is god-awful. And the one good guy, Keenan Allen, Google it, people. His knee is crazy town. He played through that, and he says he's playing this week. But that, that's not normal. Okay, Google I it. Yeah. Bananas. Oh, um, I got Jeremy Hill in gut calls. Bernard is most likely out again this week. <laughs> still up in the air. Watch your bleacher report. Um... But, you know, it's just, he's not my favorite. He's good. He's great. I love him. But the Bengals aren't using him properly. As I said, they benched him a whole quarter for his first fumble of his career. That's not cool. I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like those coaching plays. So, you know, I got him in gut calls. New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Well, listen, New Orleans Saints at home, totally different than New Orleans Saints away. And they are home today, but the Cincinnati Bengals still are a little rough. Like, especially they give up the second fewest points to wide receivers. So here's the deal. Brandon Cooks, whenever I say he's the man, it's because he's at home. And then when he goes away, I think maybe he'll keep it up, and he never does. So the good news is that he's at home. The bad news is they give up the second fewest points. So I don't know, but he's the only guy who would even remotely be on my radar as far as wide receivers are concerned. You're starting Drew Brees, especially at home. I don't care what the other team does. It doesn't matter. It's Drew Brees. You're starting Jimmy Graham. Bonus, they give up the seventh most points to tight ends. A-OK. Newbie Mark Ingram is the newbie stud. 
He's been fantastic. You're going to keep playing him. They give up the fourth most points to running backs. All three running backs scored from Cleveland last week, people. Mark Ingram is the man this week. Get it done. You know that hurts me, by the way. You know yeah, I'm against to recommend the Rams running, running back. back. Know, but sorry, he's Saints. fantastic. Until the other guys come back, he is the man. So Rams too, it. though, Ashley. It's true. I know. It's good the, the Rams, Rams are up yeah. next. Rams, Saints. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. But I was like, yeah, they're all the same. I didn't even correct you because what's the point? Uh, he's had <laughs> for over 100 yards and scored three touchdowns at his last three games. Stop yourself. It's amazing. Um, so, listen, as far as the gut calls, yeah. Cooks is the only one. Um, we have the, their defense ranked number 18. Hear me out here. The Bengals were terrible last week, and you're going to be tempted to play the Saints against the Bengals. But I think A.J. Green and Muhammad Sanu are talented enough for me to pause Especially if Giovanni Bernard comes back, I think they're a okay. So I think it's risky, but I could understand if you did go for them. So I, I just, I'm saying I would pause, and I wanted to point it out because I feel like they might be a defense that people are streaming, and I'm not entirely on board. Bench warmers, I just want to say this about Marcus Colston. No, thank you. Last week, he caught two of his four targets for 36 yards. But the point is, on his non-catches, one was a very clear drop that Colston just, yeah. like, straight up dropped. Dropped. And the other one was an interception. He has some serious problems this year, and I'm not I'm, – I just cannot advocate you starting him. He may blow up, whatever, but I cannot advocate it. Done. Can't do it. We got the Denver Broncos, 7-2, and two, the St. Louis Rams, 3-6. and six. Courtney will be happy. This will be a very short matchup. Right. Yes. You're obviously starting Peyton and Emmanuel and Demarius Thomas. This is a given. You are also starting Julius Thomas. So, heck yeah, guys. Finally coming back. Take a deep breath. Sigh of relief from Mr. Julius Thomas. Second highest scoring tight end last week with 18 points, which came off 63 yards and two touchdowns. And I will say St. Louis is pretty darn good at defending tight ends. Eighth best, in fact, but I'm, I got a good feeling about Julius. I think he's going to do just fine this week. So you got to roll with Julius. It is what it is. My gut calls is CJ Anderson and Monty Ball. We talked a little about this at the beginning of the show. So with Hillman's injury last week, you know, we, you know, CJ Anderson went off for a fantastic game. Third highest scoring running back in fast last week with 22 points. But we've got a little bit of a backfield situation now because Hillman was playing lights out. He gets hurt. Monty Ball was the original starter. Monty Ball's coming back. So I think you're looking at a 50-50 split right now. So I don't think you're safe to play any running back. And for all we know, Juwan Thompson will be the man this week. You know, oh, we don't know. I agree. So I just I think, agree. you know, if you have a better option, by all means, please choose a different person than a Broncos running back. My bench is Ronnie Hillman for the pure fact that, again, he went out last week with a foot injury and he's expected to be gone for two weeks. So I just want to make sure people were aware of that. On to the Rams. Playing if you got him. None. Cut calls. None. Bench. The whole team. The whole team. And I'm going to point out Jared Cook. Did you say lies? I don't care about Jared Cook. Stop talking about Jared Cook. Yeah, I'm saying he was the third highest scoring tight end last week. It's the only reason I'm mentioning this, but I want to make it clear. Do not play him. He had one big play for one week. Three weeks prior to that, he scored one point, one point, and two points. Don't even think about it. Matchup done. 
Bam. Love it. San Francisco 49ers, 5-4 and four, the New York Giants, 3-6. and six. You know, the 49ers are really frustrating to cover as a human being because they continue to have nice fantasy matchups and they continue to be hit or miss. It's very difficult to analyze them. I'm just going to tell you very quick facts. I will tell you that Frank Gore had a nice week last week. He rushed 23 times for 81 yards and a touchdown. He did lose steam at the end, and they put Carlos Hyde in there. Four rushes for 36 yards and a touchdown, although his touchdown came off a really weird one eight-yard run at the beginning of the um, first quarter. So, uh, listen, four carries is not enough for me. So stop asking me Carlos Hyde questions. Listen, if he doesn't get a touchdown, he only got 36 yards. I don't have a whole lot to say about him, to be entirely frank. And Bolden, on the other hand, pickup of the week. You guys, if he's available, get him. If he's in your on your bench, you should probably be playing him because over the three out of his four last outings, he's had over 90 yards and a touchdown. Bam. How many wide receivers can you say that about? Nah. How many? <laughs> I, I mean, come on. When you're looking at your last four games, he is on top. So I, I just want to advocate for you to really think it over. He's obviously Kaepernick's best target. As far as gut calls, I'm putting Colin Kaepernick there just because quarterbacks have been very hit or miss this year. It's true. We haven't talked a lot about them, but they're tough. He's only scored over 15 fantasy points once in his last five outings. The Giants give up a ton of points to quarterbacks, so we keep rating him high because he keeps going up against these easy matchups, and he keeps not fulfilling it. I'm very concerned. I don't know what else to say about him. Last week, he only had 14 completions. 14. That's unbelievable. I didn't even know you could do that in an, in a, in an <laughs> NFL game. In an NFL game today in 2014. Bench warmers, Michael Crabtree, just get him out of your lineup. This is what we're talking about with studs. He caught three passes for 62 yards last week, but, you know, 51 of those yards came off of a desperate play at the end of the game. He would have not even come close to that. I, I, I don't trust him. You shouldn't trust him. He's only scored one touchdown since week three. It's bad. Uh, Vernon Davis is another one you need to go. I dropped him in a league, and last week he caught one catch for eight yards. The week before that, two catches for 19 yards. And the week before that, two catches for 21 yards. It's a pattern. Stop it. Stop hurting yourself. Let it go. Let it go. The frozen song was made for the San Francisco 49ers this year. Let it go. Let it go. The New York Giants, play me if you got him. Odell Beckham Jr., hello. This week... This week will be his toughest matchup going forward until the last week against the Eagles. You know, but he still tore up the Seahawks last week and Sherman and caught seven passes for 108 yards. He's really becoming the reliable receiver Eli needs, so he is a must-start. Good calls. Rashad Jennings. Jennings has been out for five weeks with a knee injury. That's Bring scary. Him back. He's listed as questionable this week, so he is ex- and he is expected to play. Um, so that's good because we've all had to deal with no Jennings. That was pretty bad. You know what? His numbers weren't great the last two games before he left, so don't expect him to come back guns a-blazing to a tough San Francisco rush defense. Just prepare yourself. Larry Donnell. I know we all want to run as far as we can against Larry and with yet another sad performance, but the real sad truth is, is that Larry is still the 10th highest fantasy scorer for tight ends. That is how bad the position is. It's bad. The 49ers give up the 16th most fantasy points to tight ends, so 
right in the middle. No feelings on whether you should or shouldn't play him. I don't know whether he's going to show up on Sunday. He's too hard to predict. Bench Eli Manning. If you're in a two-quarterback league, sure, play him. It's fine. If not, there's better options out there. Ruben Randall, ugh, five receptions out of his 10 targets last week for 39 yards. We've broken up. Hey, Coughlin, stop throwing him the ball if you want to win. Just a side note. Just a side note. We got the Seattle Seahawks 6-3 and three at Kansas City Chiefs. I didn't put their Ends record up, down for some reason, but I'm into them. Ends up the Chiefs are great at defending everything except for tight ends, and there are no dependable tight ends on the Seattle Seahawks. So that's the toughie. However, I will say that Beast Mode is back, and he had one of the greatest fantasy games of this season. It may go down as number one by the time we get to week 17. It was nuts. I played him in a league. I wanted to cry. 40 points is just, it's, you can't bounce back from that. No. You can't. That was, you can't. No, can't. That was outrageous. Uh, listen, so here's the deal. It is rumored that they're not going to sign Marshawn Lynch again. That rumor got out. Marshawn Lynch was not happy. There were a couple weird games. Okay, that happened. It is clear to me now he is playing for a contract. He has free agency written all over him, and he is playing his guts out because he wants the largest contract possible come free agency, and he deserves it. Congratulations, all you Marshawn Lynch owners. You're awesome. Um, Russell Wilson, listen, top 10 guy. I don't care how he does it. He does it. He's only had two bad games this whole season. You can complain all you want. I know his passing yards aren't great, but the guy rushes in for touchdowns all the time. It's nuts. It's a tough matchup, but Wilson's been pretty consistent, and I would stick with him considering the choppy waters at quarterback. You guys, no one's talking enough about how quarterback is actually very dicey right now. Stick with him. You'll be fine. And I'm talking about the fact that Palmer's out for the season. Cutler and Rivers decide to implode every once in a while. Tannehill refuses to be consistent. Don't even start me on Flacco and Roethlisberger. I can't talk about it. Like, there are really weird problems in this middling area for quarterbacks. So stick with Wilson. Don't get lured in. Wilson! Wilson! Gut Calls is just going to be the Seattle Seahawks defense just because they've had three decent games in a row. And I will say, just to let you know, Kansas City doesn't turn over the ball often. So it could be a tough game. But I understand if you're in a pinch. And I will say that their season or their uh, schedule moving forward, not great. They're at San Francisco, <laughs> then Philadelphia, then they're home versus San Francisco, then at Arizona. And then week 17, if that's your championship, though, they will be against St. Louis. So think about that. That's a win. That's a win. Bench warmers, everyone else. As Ashley said at the beginning of the show, it is not worth it to start any of their receivers, including Doug Baldwin. God love him. He gets the most targets. But they're all chucked down and for very little yardage. Don't do it. And I will say, as we said, Percy Harvin going to the Jets was the best thing for fantasy owners. He is balling over there. And you know what? Golden Tate's balling in Detroit, and there is a constant there, and it's the Seahawks. I don't think we actually talked about that on the show. I think we talked about that pre-show. What we said was was that while Russell Wilson's numbers are good, the receivers, there's being in Seattle's receivers is awful. Golden Tate played really terribly. Now he goes to Detroit. He's playing well. Percy Harvin didn't play great in Seattle. Then he goes to the Jets, and he's playing well. So it's just it's an interesting dynamic as a receiver there. So... Agreed. Interesting. Chiefs. Chiefs. 
Plan if you got him, obviously Jamal Charles. We won't waste too much time on Charles because you should already know that you were starting him. But some Start. fun facts. The last four weeks have been awesome. He scored 16 points, 20 points, 14 points, and 17 points. He was the fourth highest scoring running back last week. You are always starting Charles. Gut calls, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey had a really, really, really bad week last week. Like, really bad. Can't talk that one about really, it. that one really hurt. <laughs> but he has an incredible matchup this week with the Seattle Seahawks. Give up the fourth most points to tight ends in the league. So, and he is Alex Smith's main target in the air. So I think that you can expect a touchdown this week from Kelsey. I say start him, but I have him in my gut calls just because he's a, he's a tight end. So I mean, cautious. Ashley's a cautious one. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm cautious She's about any tight end. Let's be honest. <laughs> Unless it's Julius Thomas or Jimmy Graham, they should all be gut calls. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Bow, I also have my gut call section. So I mentioned last week how Bow was kind of sneaking up the rankings a bit and might be worth a wide receiver three slot or a possible flex. Well, we were right. Bow had his best week ever last week with nine points off 93 yards. And again, I've said it before, my big barometer is the yardage because anybody can get a random touchdown. But when you see the yardage, that means that they're actually going to be targeted a lot. So that's what I like. Now, this week will be a bit of a tougher matchup because he's going up against Richard Sherman and a really tough secondary, give up the fifth fewest points. So, might not be the week to start him. But again, we're talking playoffs here where you need to start actually like picking up guys for the long haul to get you through the playoffs. He's someone you could maybe think about for, again, if you're in a wide receiver three league. Yeah, that matchup I do not read fantasy or G. No. no, just no. Not on neither yeah. side. Neither side's Opposite. my no. favorite. Yeah. Um, we got and the Oakland Raiders, 0-9, the best worst team in the NFL, against the San Diego Chargers, 5-4. and four. We love the Raiders, by the way, you Raiders we fans. Do. We met a very nice man at the Starbucks place at our hotel in New York City. Sorry you lost against the Broncos, but you were quite pleasant. Play him if you nice. got him. No must-starts. Um, but got calls. I have nearly the whole entire team. Hey. Derek, I know, I know. I even threw Derek Carr up there. Hey, he, he's had one great week, you know, So, and the rest have been under 16 points, so that's not great. He had two interceptions, two touchdowns in the last two games, both games with under 200 yards. It's crazy, those stats. He literally was, like, off by two yards. They were almost the exact same game for him. It's crazy. Um, but those games have <laughs> been against defenses that are weak against tight ends. As I've said, I've been really high on Rivera the last two games previous. Um, this week I'm not because San Diego is good against the tight end, which does not speak well for him, for the car, but they're not good against the quarterback. So if you're stretching, there's worse options than Mr. Carr. James Jones and Andre Holmes both have been awful, simply awful. Mm. But they're in my gut calls because the last time they went up against the San Diego Chargers in week six, Jones got 11.6 fantasy points, and Holmes got 24 fantasy points. Nice call. This is why they're in my gut calls. There's the possibility we could have a repeat here. I don't love them forever, but this week, you never know. Daily fantasy gold. Daily fantasy gold. Exactly. If it's a little bit of money, I say buy it. San Diego gives up the 13th most fantasy points to running backs. So, again, if you're stretching, I really like you sticking your hand in the Oakland bag because you might get some treats. If nine points is good enough for you, I think McFadden might be willing to be on your roster. 
And again, bench warmers, I have Rivera. Just because San Diego gives up the third fewest points to tight ends, he is right now the best player on the Raiders, so I don't see San Diego changing up their play to try to cover anybody else. So with that said, sad day, Rivera. Keep him, though, guys. Next week they go up against the Chiefs who are weak against the tight ends. So there we go. Great. As far as San Diego Chargers are concerned, on the list of things I don't want to talk about, Chargers are really up there. <laughs> I know, um, right? They were my little jewel in my crown until right before the bye, and they decided to implode at Miami. It was like tears just fell down my, from my face. Yeah. Also, I hate having DeMarco Murray on bye. Hate. I know. Why am I talking about the Cowboys right now? Because the Oakland Raiders give up the third most fantasy points to running backs. What does that mean for you? Well, this means a couple things. One, you could play Ryan Matthews, who's coming back from injury. Two, you could play Brandon Oliver, who was great until he had the worst possible schedule you could have as a running back for three games in a row. God love him. And what I'm saying is, I think you could play both at Really? Nice. Yes. I like only, it. At, believe, only at flex, not in a starting role. I don't think you probably have two better people starting, but I think I think there's a possibility both of them score. This could be Cleveland Browns territory on the Oakland Raiders. I think they're gonna try to pummel them up fast and then they're gonna run the ball. I think they're gonna use both of them because Ryan Matthews are not gonna use full strength because he's just coming back from injury. And Brandon Oliver, I think, is actually gonna be better with Ryan Matthews in the mix. I don't think he's at every down back because he's so small. I think this will help him. So I know it sounds crazy. It would be a very big leap of faith, but there is statistical evidence to back it up, and I just want to put it out there as a possibility. As far as Rivers is concerned, he was like borderline going to be the fantasy MVP of the year, and then he imploded with negative two points in Miami. He blew my mind. Listen, he did not get Everyone's allowed one bad injury. game. You're giving Jay a season of bad games and still starting him. They were all terrible. My point is, I would still start him against Oakland. This is a statement game to get back into it. Who I would not start? The wide receivers. Why? Because oddly enough, the Oakland Raiders give up the seventh fewest points to wide receivers. Did you know that? Interesting. No. I would not guess that. They are fantastic against wide receivers. I think part of it is because people just ground and pound against them just to win the game. But the point is, is that I don't think they're going to be using a bunch of them I'm just putting it out there. But I do like them rest of season, so just uh, something to think about. So, yeah, bench warmers, though, none. I think they're all in gut calls or must-starts because yep. the Raiders are a weird thing, but they're kind of good, kind of bad, exactly like Courtney said. Best worst best team in the NFL. Absolutely. Yep, and the worst best team is the Cleveland Browns. Detroit Lions, 7-2 and <gasps> with the Arizona Cardinals, 8-1. and one. Don't you start talking about it. It's the truth. Disagree. Ashley. Welcome back, Calvin Johnson. (laughs) Hey. I would certainly, yeah. 113 yards, (laughs) a touchdown. He was targeted 15 times, which, you know, you can't be mad with the fact that he's the ninth highest scoring receiver. And I will say they had said this whole, he's going to be limited use, yada, yada. I don't think 15 targets is limited use. Let me just throw that out there. Uh, If he's healthy, you're starting him plain and simple. Golden Tate with Megatron back. You can't expect these 20-plus point games like he was doing while Megatron was out. But I do think you can expect the 10-point range like you saw last week. He still had over 100 yards and was targeted 11 times, which is 
more than a lot of starting receivers on other teams. So there's still plenty of love to go around, and Golden Tate will still see a lot of it. Gut calls, Matthew Stafford. Stafford actually didn't have that much better of a game this week with Megatron back than he's had the past few weeks, which is weird, right? But it's because he kind of split that love between Megatron and between Golden Tate. So with that said, now that he has Megatron back, his favorite, you know, target, um, I think he'll do a little better because now if the, 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 the field's going to open up a bit, right? Because they've got Calvin Johnson on one side and Golden Tate on the other, and they have to cover both now. So my big issue with this week is that Arizona is a tough, tough matchup and have a deadly, you know, but he does a deadly do in the air. So I, he's very much a gut call for me. Bench, Joyke Bell. Bell has just been okay the past couple of weeks. But doesn't look This week doesn't look any more promising as, again, the Cardinals are very tough. Second fewest points to the run. So with Theo Riddick essentially being a touchdown vulture at the moment, it's not pretty at all for the backfield for the Lions. So everyone else is benched. The Cardinals, I mean, I, we're going to start off with the defense. we got to play them if you got them. It's going to be a very Love. defensive game, you guys. Cardinals have the fifth most fantasy points this year. They had six sacks, two interceptions, one fumble, and two touchdowns last week against the Rams. It was the Rams, but that's awesome. Um, Also, Andre Ellington. Ellington has been struggling with a foot and hip injury and has been limited in practice, but he will be playing on Sunday. He will continue to be the workhorse, especially since the Cardinals lost Palmer last week. So sad. He was having a good year. Um, he is the seventh running back in fantasy points, so he is a must-start. Got calls, Larry Fitzgerald and John Brown. They both have their upsides, but it's Detroit, guys. They give up the fewest fantasy points, so only play them if you really need somebody just to fill in a roster spot because I can't guarantee anything from them. Um, on the bench, I have Stanton this week, but I do like him. So going Great. forward, do not be concerned with your wide receivers for the Cardinals. Um, because of the backup quarterback situation, he is good enough to get them through, okay? Just happens to be this is not the week for him to come and play. Detroit gives up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. And Michael Floyd, you two are on the bench. I'm over you. You're done with me. He's only had one reception last week for a grand total of 4.7 fantasy points. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Philadelphia Eagles, 7-2 and two against the Green Bay Packers, 6-3. and three. This, my friends, is... Game of the week. This is fantasy orgy old school this for is, fantasy yeah, football this style. Is, yeah. Go to Costco, get your paper, paper towels. towels. It's going to get sloppy in here. It's super sloppy. And I'm telling you, I got two words for you, Philadelphia Eagles fan. It is Chip Kelly, my man. Boom. Did we tell you about Mark Sanchez? Boom. Happy birthday, Mr. Sanchez. Played great. It was also his 28th birthday the other day. I told Ashley so she could wish him a personal happy birthday. (laughs) Because she's the only one who could physically marry him unless really terrible, sad things happen. So, Mark Sanchez. (laughs) Um, Marky Mark is back in the house. Woo! You have no idea, you guys. I have gone to Jess Games when he was the quarterback, and it was so fun. People show up in their, like, traditional Mexican garb and sing, Ole, 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 Sanchez, Sanchez. And I hope they're doing that in Philadelphia, and if they're not, you are missing an opportunity. It was fantastic. It was really fun as fans to do that. Um, Anyway, it's really exciting. I love him, Chip Kelly. The system is everything, as we said. Which is why Jordan Matthews, real deal, you guys, it was in the preseason, 
their relationship, and now it's here in the regular season. I, I lost because of Jordan Matthews because he went off, like went, went off, off crazy town. But I picked him up in everything I could, and I have no regrets. Um, Carolina was focused on Macklin. But now that Jordan Matthews has shown himself, Macklin's going to have a huge game next week. You know he's awesome. Don't worry about it. As far as gut calls, Sproles, McCoy, I don't know, you guys. I I guess just a big sorry package is what I need to send all our (laughs) listeners. We don't know what is happening with them, but they are very hit and miss. They're very weird, but I am enthused. Um, Bench warmers. Goodbye, Zach Ertz. Bye-bye. nice covering you, but one catch, 17 yards. It's been the norm. And interestingly, Selleck, though, came up big last week with catching five passes for 116 yards. He did, I'm yeah. not saying to play him, but I am saying it's something to keep an eye out for because that's interesting. He also is a great blocker, one of the best tight ends in the league, underrated. I love the Philadelphia Eagles defense, but I don't play defenses against Aaron Rodgers or the Broncos. You heard it here first. As far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned, you're going to play him, you're going to play Jordy Nelson, you're going to play Randall Cobb. You're going to play Eddie Lacy. And I have nothing else to say about it other than I'm sorry, Eddie Lacy, that I doubted you. But clearly they're back to you being the number one guy. Congratulations. Got calls, Devontae Adams. Last week was disappointing. One catch for 10 yards. But they did a bunch of weird tight end sets I because the Bears are terrible. But I believe this week they're going to have to do more inventive things because of the Philadelphia defense. Much better than the Chicago defense, which is an <laughs> understatement. Uh, but I think that Devontae Adams will get a touchdown at home like he usually does. As far as the other maybes train, Corliss, oddly enough, is a tight mm. end. He's a bad option this week because they give up the second fewest options to tight ends. But I am going to list him as an option out of respect because last week he was fantastic. He, he got a touchdown. Good. Congratulations. Green Bay defense, bench warmer. I love Philly. Boom. Philly, huh? Nice. Philly. Nice. We're going Philly. Ole, 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 ole. Sanchez. 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 Oh, maybe we should start our show off, show off every week that way. Oh, yeah. man. By I really like Mark Sanchez. Well. You know, he's going. the nicest guy. Have you heard his, like, press conferences? He's just so excited. He's so he's nice. He's always been a nice guy. He's I like his videos nice that he has, but, you know, whatever. Um, dancing, <laughs> yeah, with his bottom out, with his two girls. It's very. He's nice. not ugly. He's not ugly. <laughs> New England Patriots <laughs> seven and two. The Indianapolis Colts six and three. These teams aren't ugly either. Let's start off no. with nope. the best looking of them all. Play Tom all. Brady. Woo. Yeah, we should just say play them all, right? Brady was yeah. a concern to say the least at the beginning of the season. I mean, people Anus. dropped him. We said bunch him. It was over. But those concerns are long gone. And now he has climbed to the sixth quarterback in fantasy points. Must start. This should be a shootout. Fantasy orgy right here. Let's get it all in. Rob Gronkowski. The Colts, get, the Colts give up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends. Not that that matters. It's Gronk. Steven Goskowski, the best kicker in the league. We're starting him. Julian Edelman. Edelman was targeted ten times last week. Last time they played, excuse me, they were by last week. He had 89 yards and a touchdown. I like him this week because I don't think he's going to be going up against the corners that Mr. Brandon LaFell will be going up against. Um, Thank you. So I'm liking Edelman this this week more than LaFell, but I still think LaFell is a must start. Um, he's seen 24 targets in the last two games, so he's 
still a viable option in this shootout we're going to have, you guys. Oof. The gut calls Shane Vereen. Vereen is capable of being a must-start. Unfortunately, Belichick's play calling is not going to put him there yet. Yeah. Um, so or, or ever. Or ever. Um, you know, Bad. Gray is coming in now, and he's ha- had more touches than Vereen two weeks ago. That's not awesome. Um, Vereen is good in the passing game, and the Colts struggle to stop passing um, for the running back, so that's that's a positive thing. Um, bench warmers, the New England Patriots defense. Stop it. We're going against Andrew Luck, people. Lucky luck, luck, the best quarterback in the league. I'm going to make a song for him because he makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, too. I missed um, him last week. It made I me missed sad. him. My fantasy leagues really missed him. You could do a little guy and dolls playoff, you know, like luck be the lady. <gasps> luck be a starter tonight. Always. <laughs> uh, luck has only had one game under 20. 20 fantasy points, and it was in week two against the Eagles, and it was still for 18.88 points, yep. people. The Crazy man. talk. He's the man. T.Y. Hilton. New England is going to be putting all their efforts to stop Hilton from having another great game against them, but can't bench him, you guys. Can't bench him. He's had over 10 fantasy points in five out of the last six games and over 20 fantasy points in two of the last four games, so got to play him. Ahmad Bradshaw. Bradshaw is not only the workhorse, uh, like, excuse me, like some running backs are. Um, New England gives up the six most fantasy points to running backs. They can't stop him from catching the ball. Um, He's listed as possible, but don't let that concern you. He's playing. Guys, it's still Bradshaw. We're playing him. Dwayne Allen. Don't forget about Allen, you guys. They were on bye last week. Allen is the seventh-ranked tight end for fantasy points. Put him back in your lineup. I just Love picked him. him up in a league. That's, I was blown away. I've been yelling at people all year about Dwayne Allen. It's be, it's bananas. Have. It's crazy. He's. It, it, we're talking tight ends, you guys. Tight ends are really bad. Really bad. Yeah. I dropped Vernon Davis for him, and I was like, no problem. Thank no you. No problem. He is. He's. He's it. The Pats love giving up fantasy points to tight ends, too. And with so many weapons to protect on the, on the Colts, like, please, please. That's why Kobe Fleener is a gut call. Right? Yes. Yeah, I yes. agree. Had a, yes. I played him two weeks ago uh, because I had to, because I had you my quarterbacks it. on bye, and I had to play two tight ends. Man, he caught, he was getting the ball passed to him like a million and a half times. 11 targets to be exact. I couldn't help myself. 77 yards and a touchdown. Sign me up. He's amazing. Delaney Walker's out now. He's the tight end to pick up if you, if you need one. I mean, come on. He's it. He's, he's good, you guys. He's good. If they use him, he's fantastic. Trent Richardson. I have him in gut calls as well. Um, if you need a running back to help you get by this week, Richardson could be your guy. You know, this should be a fantastic orgy, and Richard should be part of it. He's healthier, and he's ready to help the Colts beat the Pats. Go Colts, guys. Go Colts. And the Patriots give up so many points to running backs. It's, it's, like, it's crazy. That's yeah. yeah, it blows your mind. I mean, it's going to be a shootout, so the Colts For have sure to make sure that they keep up with the Pats. But... 
as long as it keeps competitive, then yeah, those running backs are going to be part of that offense to keep get them a victory. Reggie Wayne. Wayne has had 10 targets, um, had 10 targets in week nine. He had his best game since week uh, four was 70 yards and a touchdown. Before that game, he zeroed out. All right. The Patriots give up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Wayne is now a boomer bust player in 2014. Sad. You know, he's not my favorite play, but Luck is going to have to spread the ball around if they want to keep it competitive. So I understand if you need to play him, but let's just get it over with, guys. It's just a, just a name on the back of a jersey at this point. Bench warmers, Indianapolis Colts defense. It's the Pats. It's going to be a fantasy orgy. Do not play either defenses. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers six and four against the Tennessee Titans two and seven. May I just say, I know we don't do this anymore, but who do you think is going to win that huge marquee game, New England at Indianapolis? I'm going Indy. I'm going Indy as well. I am too. Is it because we're homers? And we want to have home field advantage. Yes. And New England has to lose. Okay, great. And we don't just like New England. There. And I and I have faith in luck. <laughs> Andrew Luck is the man. Yep. Is the man. Okay. Steelers. Steelers time. Steelers. Prime, if you got him, your obvious is Antonio Brown. He had a bad week last week, but that's because the entire Steelers team, other than Martavis Bryant, had a bad week. So you're playing him. You're playing Ben Roethlisberger. You're playing Le'Veon Bell. You know, Bell had a fairly sad performance last week with only six points, so he slipped from the fourth to the now fifth highest scoring running back. But you can't complain that you have the fifth highest scoring running back. He's still elite. You are playing him. Forget about last week. And the Titans give up the six most points to opposing running backs. This is going to be a great game for him. Martavis Bryant. It is official. This kid is hot. Beep. Seriously. I like this. He's our beat player of the week. I mean, four back-to-back weeks of double digit points. 10 points, 20 points, 16 points, and then 20. As well as six touchdowns in four games. This kid is amazing, and he's actually not owned in you know thirty percent of some leagues. So what? if you're in a league where he's not owned, hop on over to the waivers and pick him up immediately. If you are lucky enough to own him, you obviously know you are starting him. My gut calls are the Steelers' defense. So I couldn't believe when I actually saw this, but the Steelers are the defense is the twelfth highest scoring defense in the league right now, which is surprising to me for some reason because they've just kind of looked ho hum, but. The Titans give up a lot of points to opposing offenses, and they are a bit of a mess right now. So this is not a terrible flyer if you need a defense. I think you should be set without it, but I'm just going to throw it out there just in case. Bench, Heath Miller. It would appear that he had three cold games, and then boom, huge game. Another bad three weeks, and then whammy, huge game. Well, guess what, folks? He's only had two bad games since that last whammy, which means he's going to have a bad week this week, and then he enters the bye, which means you cannot possibly play him based on this pattern until week 13. Is what it is, people. Tennessee Titans. Play him if you got him. None. Gut calls. Mm. None. Bench. We've got a bit of a situation on our hands in Tennessee, people. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of a situation. we got Zach Mettenberger is the new man in town as the quarterback change, and is taking some, you know, a little time to find his rhythm. You know, this team was already struggling, and now we have to literally downgrade everyone on the team until we can literally see some production from them. And I really do mean this. Everyone on the team is on the bench until we see something productive. With that said, Delaney Walker was the only feasible player that you were playing anyway for the last few weeks. And he went out with the concussion last week and is not expected to play this week. So really got to find so another sad. option. 
I love Delaney Walker, though. I do, too. I just want to end the show with a... I love Delaney Walker. And to me, looking forward, he's a high draft pick for me next year. I like him, too. With a decent quarterback. It's sad that he went out. He's a stud. Kendall Wright's got some possibility if we see some chemistry with Zach Mettenberger. But again, they're all on the bench, folks. It, It is what it is. Some tough injuries in week 10. Tough. Tough. Tough, tough, tough. And again, you guys, this is the week of weather, so make sure you check your forecast because it's going to affect you. And know if they play in a dome, people, because it could be snowing in negative degrees, but if they're in the dome, it doesn't matter, okay? It's just know where we're playing, all right? Again, and reminder, Minnesota is no longer in a dome. Yes. They used to be in a dome, but they're not. They're playing at the University of Minnesota now, which is outdoors. So you may have the wrong information. They might, yeah, but they're at the Bears. They're at Chicago. That's true. This that's Chicago but, this week. You're but right. from from no. here on out, just know Minnesota is outside. Get them out of your lineups. The Baltimore Ravens, Dallas Cowboys, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. They are out. Ashley and I say bench Cutler, but Brandon's all in. Have a good time with that in week 11. Make sure you hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com. Check us out on Twitter at HerFantasyFB, on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball, and on ESPNW for a short video and some write-ups. You guys, we love you. We love you lots. And whenever you're in doubt, because we've been rambling Go to our site, HerFantasyFootball.com. Check out our rankings. Play the best available person. Uh, We'll have it all laid out there for you as well. Guys, good luck. Enjoy yourselves and win. Until next time, no more faking it.